Hi, Big Sam, Everton supporter here. And as Jose always says, didn't bring to the game not just the basics of football, I believe the basics of life. Unless you win the McRib Cup, and then you have definitely won it life, you are listening to the DU Football Show. Hey, guys. I didn't fuck that up. Did I fuck that up? No. Did you fuck that up? No. I know who fucked it up. Let's start the show. <laughs> Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased uh I guess recap of our really shitty predictions. As told by two yeah. common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the man with the fluffiest of hair, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Oh, not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. I call this the Drunkard United Football Show. Well, shout out to the old days, not to you. Right. I fucked that up at the beginning. So there you go, Mel. You're not the only one who fucked up. Good job. <laughs> I have yet to fuck up still, remaining the only perfect one here, as usual. <laughs> That's a dramatic pause. Actually, <laughs> speaking of dramatic pauses, I know what to fill with that. <laughs> uh, I am at the mercy of one Mr. Graham because I lost the betting segment this year. I am required to do four shots of Malort during this show. Oh, fuck. Whenever Mr. Graham deems it necessary, and Mr. Graham has deemed it necessary to do Right fucking now. Oh, might as well start off with a bang. Oh, that's the first of many. <laughs> Got him. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside <laughs> the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch as the bile is coming <laughs> up through my throat. Hit you back again. Uh, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, DM us. We check our DMs on Insta, on Twitter, on Facebook. We do all that stuff. So Especially just- with Graham on Insta, just say you up. Yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> only if you like gaping. Um, or for me to gape, rather. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> kidding. The, do you um, after dark? Already starting. <laughs> kidding. It's the, it's the end of the season, man. The, teacher, the teacher's gone. The fucking... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they, they already they, they wheeled in the little TV they put in the VHS cassette tape exactly of a movie right. and we're all just on cruise control That's now it. everybody <laughs> brought a straw back from lunch and the spitballs are gonna fly okay ah, or it. spit roast the um so uh you get touch any of those kind of ways uh, uh of course um and we do check all that stuff there's also a closed Facebook group which is where most of the banter happens that is uh Drunkard United FC <coughs> on Facebook uh which tends to be a lot of fun which was fucking on fire, fire this weekend. Yeah. 
<laughs> was on fire this weekend. Give it up to it Taylor. Was great. What, uh, as as we have been jokingly calling the uh, Europa Conference League tournament, the McRib Cup, right? Yeah. What did uh, what did Taylor throw out there? The old McDouble for Liverpool <laughs> of just the FA Cup and League Cup. He he called me very excited <laughs> right after the match was over. He's like, "Can I call it the McDouble? Can I call it the McDouble?" I was like, and, and I and I lifted up my ball sack and looked underneath. And I said, "Why, yes, Taylor, you can." As I speak to him naturally because that's where he lives under my taint, right? Right. Yeah. No, of course. Mel, how many people are watching the live video right now? No, oh, oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> a, Perfect. A big whopping zero. Well, normally they're used to us being on a touch A later, little bit so later, yeah. Not the end of the A little bit later. Uh, another great one. Just the subtlest of jabs. And in a moment, I would like to say Brody was better than Geckle. <gasps> Uh-oh. Your little post about me um, schlobbing on the knob of Don Carlo. <laughs> and we're going oh, down. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. Talking about love him and leave him. And then he just throws the dagger remembers remembers the stories this is a good listener and this is why i love this show because you got this kind of a crew community that remembers yeah. things and just goes oh no this is coming from the guy who was the welcoming committee at a certain <laughs> restaurant in Bowie back in the day yeah. <laughs> like dagger oh my god that was brilliant <laughs> those are the kind of personal confessions you hear on injury time which uh, you can find at patreon.com backslash yes! to football show I love $5 a month, really you, easy. You know, I I've I been, love whores, is that what you said? Yeah, I did. I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been used so to So did I. <laughs> oh, I've, funny. I've been so used to being Just on the board kidding. here every once in a while that I was ready to throw it to you and forgot that she was there and was already throwing it to you. As I went, ah, you're like, you're like, yeah, there you go. Uh, we are covering. I'm just kidding. They were all lovely lasses. <laughs> Dramatic pause again. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate uh, love for all things distilled spirits, even fucking my lord. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Gin binge keeps a rolling. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking tonight? The new Hendrix. This is Hendrix Neptunia. Uh, this is their most recent installment of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm -hmm. So they've been doing one a year. We've done the Orbium. We've done the mm -hmm. Midsummer Solstice, which was the one in the kind of purple pinkish bottle. Mm -hmm. um, we did the next one, Lunar. Lunar. Which was all botanical. I sell this shit, too. Wasn't the Lunar was, the... No, the Orbium was the uh, big wormwood. juniper. No, that was Wormwood and Quinine. Okay. So even by itself, it had some... Um, Bitterness elements yeah. to it, yeah. Um, there was one they did that was where they went, okay, we're going to do the exact opposite, and we're going to go juniper heavy. I remember they did one. So that, that was, was Amazonia, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it. was the one that we got in the travel. Yeah, where um, they went, we're going to go, we're going to go juniper heavy. That was not released in the uh, the curiosities. The, well, that was not released in the general world. That was okay. for travel market. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah. So this um, and that lunar was botanicals that all bloomed at night. Mm -hmm. This is. Neptunia. The, uh, this is all botanicals that grow by or in the sea. Oh, fun. Um, with this one. So there is a little bit of salinity to it, which I do enjoy. Uh, but it says, he uh, Hendrix Neptunia is a limited release that captures the magic of the sea. Uh, in a gin. Oh. <laughs> Master. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, fuck. We just got a visit from the old biggers. Yeah, Biggie hit the, uh, Big B. Big B hit the old door there. Master <laughs> distiller, Miss Leslie Gracie. Creation is as refreshing as her muse. 
the mighty waves that lashed the Ayrshire coast. Infused with an exquisite blend of coastal botanicals and with a remarkable smooth citrus finish, it is sublime with tonic and a slice of cucumber, or perhaps you could do a Neptunia fizz, if you were wondering. That is one part uh, Hendrix Neptunia, half part fresh lime, half part simple syrup, soda water, and three slices of cucumber. Uh, this one is... 86.8 proof, so a little mm-hmm. bit down from regular Hendrix's 88. Um, but I think it's fucking delicious. Typical 3599 to 3999. So the 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 these line this mm-hmm. extension stuff that they've been doing one a year um is a little bit more expensive than okay. regular, but they are available case one every day. Okay. So you're looking more along the lines of 3999 to 4399 okay. kind Fair of enough. range. Fair enough. Um so I tried this on its own. Uh, back when I was making the uh, G&Ts, and it definitely had a big citrus element. You mix this with tonic, the quinine of the tonic completely goes away. Mm-hmm. I yep. would swear, honestly, that I was drinking a citrus vodka and soda. Yep. That is really what, it is, it is so soft and delicious. delicate. This is- So refreshing. This is a gin I could get in trouble with oh, on yeah, the back time. porch. This bottle would be gone in no time. Did I ever tell you about uh, when I was doing a Hendrix tasting at uh, Gourmet Wine and Spirits in Eldersburg? Um, <laughs> I was doing a, a Hendrix tasting. A guy came. This is when I was trying to win the trip to Scotland. Guy came in and I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing? You want to try some gin?" And he was like, "Oh man, I'm allergic." I was like, "What? Nobody's allergic to gin. Like, what? What are you talking about?" He was like, "Yeah, man. Every time I drink gin, I break out in handcuffs." <laughs> I was like, that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. That is fantastic. <laughs> so I'm using that. That is if that's all right. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, Mel, Mel, what do you think of the uh, GNT? I like it. I'm uh, I'm okay with that. It's fine. So thank you for your <laughs> insightfulness. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to throw it to me. I was writing down. Well, uh, besides stuff. being uh, Hills and Trees Mel and uh, Ginger Mel, you're also known as GNT Mel. Yeah, it all goes together. It's all versions of the same menagerie. I like it. Juniper is definitely stronger in here, and I'm just messing up the live stream as I'm trying to put the camera back on us. Um, all right. It's lovely. I'm going to drink it and enjoy it. I have nothing of use to add, so I'm going to go back to the mute button. Um, do you, <laughs> I didn't even have to ask her. Do you that feel refreshed? Do you like the flavor that's going oh, yeah. on in your mouth right now? Absolutely. Good. Have another shot of Malort. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Have another shot of Malort, my that was friend. Good. I like how you did. I like how you, you did that. Got on mute to Shut. I'm checked out. Who fucked scheduled a holiday show? We do this every year. I know that. They forget every year. <laughs> every Memorial Day Monday, we've done a fucking show. Doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> oh, no, correction. Last year, Memorial Day Monday, we did not do a show. Because Sunday we did the marathon of all the uh, yes. the injury times. <clears throat> yeah, we did. Oh. That was a rough day. Yeah. By the end, that last injury time that went out for the summer was terrible. Oh, we yeah. were all so oh, the just co- the, fucking done. The make your own bar <laughs> cocktail one. Well, well, it was great because I was starting to get l- like pretty loose, and I'm trying to go, and you're like. I've been here for six hours. I need to get home to my wife. Speed it up, you fucker. Speed it up. That was so funny. I was just done talking for the day. Yeah. Like, I was just over. We just constantly talked for six hours. Yeah. And, I don't remember that either. And, and I was, was I was getting hammered, so I was like, let's talk more. Yeah. 
Mr. Graham, what else should we always do? Uh, please remember to drink responsibly unless you're on your home turf and can stumble back to your own bed. Yeah, because we've already had uh, sampled some beatbox, uh, drinking a Pacifico, beatbox. having a gin and tonic, and I've now also had two shots of oh, the Lord. And it was hot today, so I hydrated with Coors Light. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Uh, see, Mr. Graham, you forgot to cheers this I time, Mr. I didn't forget. Mr. I couldn't reach my glass. Mr. Thing. Mr. Yeah. Thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Thing. I don't think it works that way. My gin and tonic's <clears throat> already half gone. All right. This is what everybody's waiting for. Yes, that is. It's very important, especially, well, this has already been established through our betting segment. We know fuck all. We just, well, I finished in the positive. Uh, I made $147 this year. Okay. I was 20% on my bets. <laughs> but you still lost 13000 or some shit. Uh, no, I think it was 1100 ultimately, <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> what we do every single season is we write down our predictions, and then we oh, I seal it in an envelope. Mr. Graham, I don't believe, did. But um, we put it away, and we wait. We wait for the final week of the season. After that season has happened, we crack these open, and we figure out exactly how wrong we were. Um, yep. Now, the other key thing is we do is we write these right after the transfer window. Mm -hmm. So, so usually we are always... Usually there's two or three games that have happened, mm -hmm. but the transfer window is closed and we know what squads look like and we have an mm -hmm. idea, and that's why we do that. And we are highly influenced by that window oh, yeah. every single year because... Big time. Because I know right off the jump, I got number one very wrong, and if you looked back at that time of the year, you would have gone, hmm, that was a sound pick, Mr. Houston. So, Mr. Graham, let's go ahead and get into these bad boys. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Got the documents here. The documents. <laughs> There's fake news. Is uh, everything else that's online right now? Look, self-locking bulletproof doors. That's all we need, Mr. Graham. All righty. The the meme that I saw that I thought was very <clears throat> poignant was, "How do you want to arm teachers, but you can't even give them the supplies they need to do their job in the first place?" <laughs> Makes total fucking sense. Anyway, oh, no. they'll arm them. They just got to pay for the gun themselves, and it's not tax deductible. <laughs> it's not tax deductible. <laughs> All right. Oh. There we go. We're going to be good now. Makes We're going to be good. Sense. The key things we do is we go one through 20. We yep. pick a goal scorer, a dark horse, the first coach fired, the FA Cup winner, and the League Cup winner. Um, <clears throat> so, Mr. Graham, we're going to start with number one, working our way down. Yep. Who did you think was going to win the league this year? Uh, I picked Chelsea. I thought Lukaku was going to come in and be a fucking boss, and he's not. Again, we were both highly influenced <laughs> by the transfer window. Uh, I, too, picked Chelsea. Yep. And uh, obviously, it was Manchester City. Yep, absolutely. So that's a big old X there for me. Yep. Uh, next up, second place, I got Man City. I had Liverpool. I did get okay. this one correct. Wow, okay, so you had City finish in third then. Well, I thought the disappointment of not getting Harry Kane and another <laughs> season without a recognized center striker was going to hurt them. And I Very thought fair. I thought both Liverpool and Chelsea strengthened in the right areas, <laughs> and City might fall away a bit. Mm -hmm. And I was very wrong. <laughs> uh, so you picked Liverpool, I picked City. Flip-flop, I picked Liverpool in third, you picked... I picked City, so I got oh. that one wrong, obviously. All right, fourth place, who do you got? Well, back to me, boys. And uh -huh. they failed 
twice in the mm-hmm. last week of the season. Uh, I had Arsenal. Obviously, oh, it was so close. Um, I had on paper what was a team that should have been competing for a title. I had Manchester United. Nice. They they got Ronaldo. You were like, okay, there you go. Team's going to be great, right? They're like the only thing that was stopping them from winning a title wasn't them. It was the fact that the other three teams ahead of them were just that fucking good. Right. But I figured one through four was going to be decided by 10 points. Right. And it was by... 30. One at the top and then 19. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth. So so I got the following correct. Okay. Which you're not going to be happy with. No. Fifth place... They were fourth place, but I picked Tottenham because I picked you did not have a St. Tottenham's Day. Thanks. So who do you have in fifth? I had Manchester United in fifth. Obviously, with the Mason Greenwood situation, mm-hmm. with some of their additions, who, uh, no surprise probably to most people, um, in injury time today, we're going to do our top five and top uh, uh, best and worst. Mm-hmm. Top five and bottom five, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> signings for the year. I have two United players uh, in my worst. Mm-hmm. I, I have one. I have yep. one, but yep, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I could see. I already know who your other one is, and yeah, I would agree with that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even think of them to be honest. Yep. Um, in sixth place, now I will say this was an improvement for your team, and I had them getting to Europe. I had Arsenal in sixth. Uh, yeah, obviously Arsenal finished fifth, uh, which made both of us wrong there. Um, sixth, I had Spurs because yeah. I backed us to have a St. Totteringham's Day. <laughs> yeah. I I was very... I knew... I was bullish on the fact that you guys were going to be in Europe and you were going to be much improved. Right. Not necessarily improved in the way that, you know, the very rational human beings that are Arsenal supporters are, but... <laughs> I, I expected an improvement, which of well, course happened. What was what was nice though with my with my fourth place pick, we had two opportunities to seal that yeah, in the last three games of could've the season. And we didn't. Right. But either way, fifth fourth or fifth was an improvement on where we were. All right. So we're going into our who finishes in seventh, and right now you've gotten how many right? One. Okay, good. I yeah, yeah, you picked uh um, Liverpool in second. Yeah. Liverpool in runners second. up. Yep. Yep. I've got zero. So one, nice. nothing to you. <laughs> All right. In seventh, uh, hopeful as always, I picked Everton. Nice. That was a wrong was pick. Probably the worst pick you could have had. Wrong pick. Out of everything. <laughs> I had Wolves. Uh, obviously, it was West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this one, I'm, I'm obviously, I can't take credit because I got it wrong. But I had the right thinking, I think. Because I had West Ham. Uh, West Ham actually finished in seventh. I had them in ninth. I okay. thought their Europa League campaign was going to stretch them. And it did. I have West Ham back a little bit too because of the yep. exact same thought exactly. process. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um. So who do you have in eighth? In eighth, I had Leicester City, <clears throat> and it was Leicester City. Ding 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 ding. You did also too. Leicester City. Hey. Hey. All right. There we go. That's um, as good as it's gonna get. Both of both uh, of us had it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I have a feeling we're probably both gonna get nineteenth and twentieth right. <laughs> oh no! I got 18th and 20th right. Okay, very good. Ninth place. Also, my dark horse and no so dark horse. <laughs> so I had West Ham, as I said. It was actually Brighton, who was my dark horse. All right, I had uh, a also team that was Claret and Blue. 
Somebody's villa who did not fucking finish in the top 10. Who did not fuck. Yeah. Uh, 10th place, I had West Ham. Same thought process. I yep. thought Europe was going to extend them. Uh, credit to them, though. Europe did extend them, but they're still in Europe. Right. I had uh, Brighton in 10th. There you go. Very good. Obviously wrong. Uh, and and I would give you credit when we get to Dark Horse. You'll get credit for Dark Horse because top 10 finish is good for them. Well, it's the best finish in their history. Yeah, absolutely. That counts. Um, 11th place. I had Leeds. Mm. I had you. Ah. Also giving you way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, way too much credit. But I, I also didn't think Rafa was going to get fired so quickly. Mm-hmm. Ar- arguably could have been fired quicker than that. <laughs> Should have been quicker than that. But um, nah, I thought I'm just you would just be boring. Mm-hmm. You'd just be a defensive, solid unit. Right, right. Injuries fucked you, obviously. Yeah, and then he Rafa. got fired. Yeah. So, but uh, it's wrong. Doesn't All matter. right. 12th place. Who do you got? Uh, 12th. I had Villa. I have Crystal Palace. Did you? Uh-huh. Ooh, you just evened it up. Yes, I because did. Because it was, in fact, Crystal Palace. Very good. Uh, 13th. I had said a really good team was going to finish in 13th. I thought all along that really good team that was going to finish in 13th was Wolverhampton. Hmm. <laughs> I had Southampton, which was wrong. Yeah, very wrong. Because it was actually Brentford. Yep. Well done to the bees. Already in 14th place. <sighs> I had Leeds. I had Brighton. And I had... it was fucking Villa. Yep. Fucking Villa. Screwed us again. Do better Villa. Right? All right. So moving on to 15th place. Was actually Southampton. I had Palace. <laughs> I had Brentford. Um, I knew Palace was going to be better. I knew Palace was yeah. going to be better. I really, with Vieira and well, the youth, was, and it was a lot of youth. What, uh, right. That, in fact, you know what? Give Brad, now in Narnia, credit. He swayed me. When we did the 20 for 20 show, he his positivity about going younger, bringing in the right people, bringing in the right pieces. Like, I really listened to him carefully, where you listened to him and went, I hate you, so I'm going to fuck with you. I actually listened to what he had to say, and when I listened to it, I went, you know what? You're right. You're going to be better but, this year. But there, so I was nervous about the youth. Yeah. And, and so much of that team had changed, right, in, in general. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was going to be able to put it together fast enough. Turns out he did, and well done to them. I mean, they were excellent this season. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that hurts them going into next year, nobody's fooled. Right. Everybody knows what you're going to need another trick. All right. 16th place. Who do you have in 16th? I had Brentford. I thought they were going to stay up, but, uh, you know, yeah, likewise, I I thought they they were going to, someone always stays up. And I thought the team that was going to stay up was Brentford. I was right there with you. So obviously it was Everton that finished in 16th. Yep. I had Newcastle. I figured they were going to barely survive. Yeah. We'll come on to them (laughs) shortly. We're getting there. Seventeenth, who did you have? This is the annoying part. I had Watford. You had Watford. Oh, you thought two teams were staying up. Yep. It's always one man. I thought two it was go two. down. Well, a couple one years ago, was, up. two years ago or three years ago, it was all three yeah. stayed up. Oh, that's right. But normally, most times, You're right? It's only one. One. Yeah, but I, th- I thought Watford were going to come back and stay again. Uh, they had made some good additions. I, I liked uh, Emmanuel Dennis, and he played very well this <laughs> season. But the back was sixes and sevens. I mean, they were mm-hmm. horrible defensively. Seventeenth, uh, uh, I thought the uh, third of the Claret and Blue sides was gonna survive. I figured out they'd figure out just a way 
to, to stay, stay up. up. And I had Burnley. Uh, obviously, 17th was Leeds, yeah. uh, who stayed up on the final day of the season. Um, 18th, who do you got? Now, this is where Sam looks like a genius. Mm-hmm. I had Burnley. You had Burnley. Yes, Good I did. on you. I had Southampton. Ooh. I thought it was all going to tragically fall apart. And and other than that, extent it did. They went <laughs> up. I mean, they started shitty, then they went up, and then they went really down. And then when they had to, they figured it out. But if in, in that little stretch, a big game for them, honestly, was them beating Everton. Because if they didn't beat Everton when they did beat Everton, they would have found themselves right in the fucking thick of it. And let's finish. Let's face it, they finished the end of that se- this season was fucking dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Right. Um. <clears throat> all right. So you're now up three to two, right? Three to two, right now. Yep. Nineteenth place. Now this is where I look like a jackass. Uh huh. <laughs> Obviously, it was Watford. Uh-huh. Um. I had Newcastle. Watford. Ooh. Now this Newcastle would have been a nineteenth mm-hmm. had and with the best information we had, no Saudi takeover was going to happen. Right. If Which Saudi means, Saudi takeover happens, Newcastle's a championship club right now. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. If that did not happen, if, if we asked yeah. Keith and Alan that, both of them would be like, "Oh yeah, we'd be in the championship because we saw." Yeah, hundred percent. So oh. that's a little annoying, but obviously good on them. One of the best runs I've ever seen because they were in the relegation zone when Eddie Howe took over. And finished in what eleventh was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, what a fantastic run they had! I is manager of the year confirmed. I heard it was Klopp. I think so. Yeah, a, a, I don't remember a, a guy who came in second place, didn't win the quadruple, and only won two league cups on shootouts. And I'm sorry, it's Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe's the best. Well, it has to be. I mean, they That's finished, the manager look, of the year. That listen, is the manager of the year. Think of all the points they picked up, right? So they <laughs> they picked up a, a boatload of points. They had 13 wins, 10 draws, 15 losses, mm-hmm. right? In in over the entire season. Minus 18 goal differential. Mm-hmm. But like 11 of those 13 wins happened under Eddie Howe from January on. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, you got to say. Remember his first four games prior to the new year. We're crap. So, I, I mean, that's how bad they were mm-hmm. and how good they were, the the yin and yang of this season for them, and they still finished with a minus 18 goal difference. It just shows you how piss poor Steve Bruce actually was. Um, uh, Keith had sent us a question in the middle of the season and had said, hey, you know, what would you guys think if – how kept them up would he be viable for manager of the year and both of us agreed at that moment unequivocally yes he should be my opinion does not waver the manager of the year you either give it to pep for winning the fucking league or you give to him and then third place goes to fucking graham potter for their best season season, like and then fourth would be vieira like, I, I, like, fucking, I, I do understand why you give it to Klopp. Klopp's not even in my top five. No, but I, I understand why, because the the quadruple challenge has never been sustained for that long. Right, fair There enough. was the last day of the season in the Champions League final, so literally two games left, and they still had a chance at four trophies. Yeah. That's, that, um, that, that's a very fair Which argument. is, I mean, I Let's, really wanted the Champions League final to go to extra time because they then, they literally played, Every game that was available to them mm-hmm. the whole season, 
But remember, both the FA Cup and League Cup went to extra time and pens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I really wanted this one to do that. And they would have played every minute that was available to them, <laughs> which would have been really fucking cool. Just like how long that was. I mean, Salah, I think, had what, 52 appearances this season yeah. or some and, shit. And mentioning, crazy. mentioning Salah, and then we'll get to our uh, number 20 team, which we both. Well, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Get it because, over with. Because it's Norwich. not even worth talking about. Norwich. Yes. Yeah, we, we both got, got it right. right. So we're four to four. Four to four. I, that might be our best return ever. <laughs> three to two was the best, was our best one to date. Three to two. <laughs> That's our best. Um, so we're already, already out shooting our coverage. Well done. Um, <laughs> Also being said, the guy who leads the league in goals and assists isn't nominated for player of the season. I'm an Everton guy, and I hate Liverpool, but fuck off. Mo Salah's the fucking player of the season. Uh, De Bruyne was excellent. He was he was excellent. He led the league in goals, and he led the league in assists. I hear you. When you talk, like, if you're talking fucking numbers, right? Like, it's not debatable. Yeah, but that's that's why I love soccer so much. That's why football is the best sport on the planet, because it's not just about the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, the hockey assist, as we like to call it, is super important. Yep. Without that pass, the person who receives the ball is not in a position to make the assist. True. Or without the, the pass, the person that's scoring the goal isn't able to score the goal. It's... So I'm, but but to not even be nominated, right? He wasn't even nominated. Well, yeah, that's like that's how a bit do you rich. not even nominate? That's a bit rich. <laughs> like he leads the league in two categories: the two offensive categories, the two that directly lead to goals. He's not nominated. Yeah, it's that's strange. It's like that really is strange. Like, ah, you know what? Baseball MVP. You know what? You led the league in homers and RBIs. You're not even being considered. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like the that, fuck? I mean that that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get to goal scorer. Who do you have? All right, so I had uh, Romelu Lukaku. Uh, well, you know what? Nine goals, I think. Influenced, Fuck. influenced by the uh, by the signing, yep. and both of us thought they were going to be the top team, and he was going to be the top goal scorer. And yep. I think that's a very fair shout. <clears throat> I hate myself that I wrote this down, and I hate myself even more for getting it right. Mo Salah, and it was obviously shared between Mo Salah and. Uh, him and Son. And nobody picked him. So what I would say mm-hmm. is you only get half a point. No, I get a point. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Dark Horse. You're going to get this one right. Uh, Brighton. Brighton, absolutely. Yep. I picked Villa. No. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that's a no-go. Villa had every chance to get to the top 10 at, yep. at some point, but they just did not. Um, I told you before the show uh, that I had said something else, but I'm looking at what I wrote. First coach fired. Let me see it. You're such a cut. You spelled it wrong. Don't yeah. count. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it was, in fact, Cisco. Yep. Drew Hill got fired first. Um, oh, Mel, can we go out on Thon Song? Later, <laughs> especially because of last week's conversation. How's that writing project coming along? Uh, she got told that she couldn't do it. Oh no! I was the gonna... teacher pulled the list offline of famous people from Baltimore, and didn't read it first. So three people got told they weren't allowed to. Uh, fuck! Fuck they off, weren't, teacher! They weren't allowed to do the people do, that they chose. Do better! Yeah. Do better! Come uh, on! What are you gonna do? You know what? We we try to back you as much as humanly possible because you get a raw deal. But this one, you're fucking up. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. <laughs> Excuse me. 
That's funny. Because I um, was actually going to ask you to bring that for an injury time and just read her report. Just... <laughs> he made the song about songs. <laughs> be um, great. So first manager sacked. You wrote Cisco. It yes. was in fact Cisco. I had Steve Bruce, and it wasn't far off. No, not far off. Honest. Not far off at all. But still wrong nonetheless. <laughs> Excuse me. League Cup. League Cup. I had Man City. So did I. Yep. Obviously wrong. They, they win them all the time. Yep. That would have been six in a row had they done it. And and normally, uh, remember, I always write down Everton for both. I didn't this time because I was like, I'm going to be logical. Everton's not winning the League Cup. Right. Got it wrong. <laughs> Instead, it was the team that does not care about the League Cup yep. won the League Cup. Doesn't care about the domestic cups. On penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you got for the FA Cup? Now, at least it was a good game mm-hmm. because it went all the, which we love. You're right. The shootout went all the way to the goalkeepers. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Pretty brilliant. So I'll take that. Um, the FA Cup, I wrote Arsenal because we love that fucking competition. And you win it a lot. We always take it very seriously. And your manager could probably get the kids to pay attention to that and right. really be in it. And in a preview to next season, Forrest took care of us at the city ground <laughs> yeah. just like they will probably on the opening day of the season next year. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost 2-0. Do I already know Mr. Graham's first bet of the season? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> betting against my voice. <laughs> uh, as always, it's just wishful thinking. I put in Everton, and I will always put in Everton because eventually we're going to win a fucking trophy. So you beat me. Six uh, to five. Uh, one, I think. two, three, four, five, six. Yes, I did. Six, six to five. five. And we were at, um, I think we we're at five to four on aggregate, so we're back to being even on aggregate because yeah. you were up on me. So yeah. uh, five to four on aggregate. Puts, well, actually, no four and five. Puts you at nine. We are at nine and nine, my good man. There we go. And that makes us uh, two and two then. Yep. So we're even. Yep. We're going into the fifth season there mm-hmm. next year. There we go. You've won two. I've won two. Yeah, so that's that's fun. <laughs> and we'll get it all wrong. Hey, but we did have our best showing. Four seasons of doing this, we're at nine to nine, and respectfully, six to five this year. So in three seasons collectively, it was four to three. (laughs) Always growing, Mr. Graham. Always growing. Wait a minute. After that piss poor display. (laughs) Oh, another one? Another shot of Malarna. It's time to take numero three. All right. Well, uh, before I take this, I was just going to say I feel it's time for us to uh, have a chat, have a conversation, a little uh, little talky as it would be. Let me go ahead and do this shot real quick. Yes, please. Would you like to fill on what we do at the end of the season? I just want people to fucking look at you right now. (laughs) We like to say goodbye to the teams uh, that have graced uh, the field, the Premier League fields with their presence um, this season. And we have somebody here to talk to us about that. Two of the three, and we kind of expect expect them to go down. One of them universally goes down, and I'm sure we'll see them back up again because it's kind of what they do. Yep, that's their whole business model. But we had uh, this gentleman on our 20 for 20 show. I'd uh, have to say I hate to see you go, but considering my squad was also right in the hunt of going down, it had to be uh, somebody, and better you than me, we have Brett with us from Burnley. Buddy. What the hell happened? I mean, I got to figure you saw that win against Everton at 3-2, to two and you had to start to feel a little confident, right? Oh, no. The, the fireworks were going off. 
that, you know, people were going wild turf. I, I'm surprised there wasn't a pitch invasion then, and we, we could talk about that. But it seemed like everything was on the up and up. And I have to say, I really, really, really wish Everton went down. Um, <laughs> I think it would. I think it would have. I think it would have destroyed the whole "too big to go down" mentality. Um, and uh, yeah, but I would have actually rather we've gone down than either of us uh, to mm-hmm. be completely. Um, but you know what went wrong? I mean, losing to Norwich the next week, and you know, Dyche up until that point had thirteen wins in sixty-four games between the past two seasons, and that's like not enough. It's not. Fine margins is what he would repeat over and over. And we were always on the wrong side of those fine margins. Um, we go two up against Brighton and then lose 3-2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, go up against Southampton. We concede, concede, concede. Every time, fine margins. And we're always on the wrong side of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lack of investment, I think, over the years, too. Yeah, I mean, but finally in January, you did invest. Uh, you got in Veghorst, obviously, before the season was uh, Cornet. But it seemed as though, I mean, it was quite obvious, that Sean Dyche didn't know how to use them uh, properly and wouldn't allow them to play, wouldn't allow them to try to play the football that at least some of your team is capable of doing. And I, th- no. I, I said it when it happened, but Sean Dyche getting fired smacked of well, they've thrown the towel in. This is it. Because if your back's against the wall, I couldn't think of a better person to be in charge. You know, it used to be Big Sam. Right. Now it's Sean Dyche, right? I mean, when when your back's yeah. against the wall and you need to grind out a 1-0 win, that's the manager you look at. Used to be Tony Pulis. Used to right. be Big Sam. Used to, you know, these kind of managers. But I, so I was surprised. I th- it looked like your ownership was, was throwing the towel in. We're going down. That's it. But Ben Mee, the combination of Mike Jackson and Ben Mee, were excellent. They t- took the shackles off. They allowed Burnley to play and gave him a fighting chance of staying up. So what was it with, with these signings, I guess is my question, that Sean Dyche mm-hmm. couldn't utilize properly? You know, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, 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 when, when you ask questions of, like, why Veghorst um, wasn't performing, Cornet, um, he was literally placed all over the pitch from he's he's never really played as a number nine being put in as a number nine um, because he can score goals but he's not your traditional number nine like Chris Wood and 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 things like that and that's a whole nother thing that whole that whole sale but you know Veghorst scored 99 percent of his goals in the Bundesliga number two only behind Lewandowski right so this this guy can cook right where were all the shots from within like nine yards, six yards out, right? And they were all out of feet. He doesn't play head the ball into the net, right? Mm-hmm. But that's Dutch, and it's kind of dinosaur football. Cornet, beautiful, beautiful pieces of skill, right? Buendia took him down, Aston Villa, right? Buendia took him down with a little quick touch. I think I think Cornet would have gotten taken off if Dutch was still um, if Dutch was still coaching him. Why are you doing that fancy stuff in the in the box? You know, get it right. back out so they can win again. Right. So I, I think I think it's a rigidness. I don't think he used players from the continent often. I don't think he used flair players. That's so why you have like a person like Matej Vidra, um, who was like one of the most brilliant championship strikers ever, 
we bought for like 15 million quid did barely anything in the prem. Yeah. Why? Because he's not a target. He's not a target guy like Barnes and, and Woodward. Right. Um, yeah. So it's rigidness. It's complete rigidness. And, and um, if you listen to the entire team after Dice was sacked, um, what were their words over and over and over? We're playing with freedom. Yeah. And the freedom came a little too late. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that was, that was evident to see, uh, where, where I knew it was really going wrong. Wasn't, you know, all of the, the bad results, those fine margins, you found yourself on the other side of the coin, uh, for the first time in the last five, six years. Um, when I knew it was going bad is when everybody pointed to Sean Dyche walking outside in the snow with no goddamn coat on. <laughs> that's when I knew, that's when I knew. It, it was taking a turn for the worse in Burnley. <laughs> oh, uh, fucking brilliant. Man, uh, his nipples had to be hard enough that they could have cut windows. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's kind of a, 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 a question now where you stand, because obviously you're going down. That's, that's the facts. Um, but... This is a team that a lot of the players are running out of contract. They were obviously not particularly happy with uh, Daesh. How many people re-sign contracts? Who do you lose? I mean, I know Max Cornett's on a, what is it, 17.5 buyout? And if you're anybody yeah. not in the top six, you would yep. be an idiot not to spend that money. Mm -hmm. And buy, I mean, I can think of <laughs> anybody past Tottenham why wouldn't they want him? Why well, wouldn't West I mean, Ham even, want him? Why even, wouldn't Everton want him? Why wouldn't Leeds want Like, why wouldn't anybody want even, this guy? Well, even Arsenal, Arsenal and Tottenham themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at who who now behind Kulisevsky yeah. at Tottenham. They really have a wet Lucas Mora? Yeah. He's getting a little old. Yeah. Isn't he? You know? I mean, who wouldn't want Max Cornet coming off the bench? I mean, that'd, be, that, that'd be great. That, you know, Nicola Pepe is rumored to be moving yeah. on. Who's the backup for Bukayo Saka now? That price is cheap. You know what I mean? Really right, so cheap. I, I wouldn't mind Max Cornet coming off the bench <laughs> to, to if Saki um, gets hurt or, or or we need a change. So to direct a question more towards you in this regards, and uh, I'll let you run with it, Brett, is um, who do you think you're going to keep? Who do you think you're going to lose? And what do you think this ultimately equals big picture as you go down? Because there's some teams you look at and you go, they're coming right back up. And while I like the the addition of new ownership, I tend to worry that there just might not be enough pieces there to put together a cohesive unit to come right back up. Pretty positive we're going to lose Cornet. Like you said, um, you have to be just cuckoo bananas uh, not to take him. He's a Champions League level player. Um, showed that at Lyon, scoring against Man City and beating them. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's absolutely class. That horse today was uh, linked to Fenerbahce um, in Turkey, and um, that's looking like that could go through. Um, I could see a lot. Tarkowski's gone, clearly. Um, it, it's going to be almost a complete and utter rebuild. The, the, the one person um, I'm hoping we keep, but we probably won't, is Nick Pope. Um, I think as a player, that's one player that's kept us in games, even when um, uh, we've just been terrible. I mean, uh, Jurgen Klopp, every time we play Liverpool, 
I would just remark about Nick Pope. I don't know how he does it, but that's that's the that's it. Nick Pope. Nick Pope played played Liverpool. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but you know, I could see him going. I could see a ton and picking him up. I could see a ton tons of folks, different folks. You picking know where him he's up. gonna go? I'll tell you where yeah. he's gonna go. He's gonna end up in Southampton. You think Southampton? Tottenham have already really? signed Fraser Forrester as a backup for Hugo Lloris. Oh, there you go. And with the injury problems of McCarthy, mm-hmm. they're going to need somebody they can rely on and to push McCarthy as well. Yeah. And who better than Nick Pope to do it? Because you look at the top seven, eight, nine clubs, goalkeeping situation sorted. Yeah. Sa, Lloris. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a, a good goalkeeper right now in the in the top echelon of the Premier League. Yeah. So I could yeah. see him. England's up. number one is on the 17th place team. Exactly. I'm sorry, 16th place team. Yeah, and Nick and Pope's nobody. Not sit, nobody no, needs to sign him. Nick Pope's going to want to play. He's not going to sit behind people. Yeah. Southampton don't exactly play with their feet out from the back. So that's true. Who who better? Yeah. I mean, McCarthy's already shown that he can't stay fit an entire season. And uh, another name worth mentioning to be fearful of leaving is a guy like Dwight McNeil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thought thought about that too. Um, he led our team in uh, chances created. Um, he literally was um, the most creative player on our team. If you look through XG and expected assists and things like that, pretty scary. The only thing um, I'm hoping for is he had a abysmal season. Dwight McNeil, um, zero goals, zero assists, maybe one assist throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. For your most creative player, I'm hoping that puts people off. Um, he had a rough year, and I think he would cook in the championship. Here's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah, we have new ownership. God bless America. Let's go. Um, Mormon, Yankees, uh, yeah, all that. Um, I'm here for it. That's what uh, Twitter is full of, um, hating on the Yanks. But uh, here's why I'm hopeful. Why I'm hopeful is it looks like we have all but confirmed um, Vincent Company. They say the only thing left is sorting out uh, work visa since it's post-Brexit. So uh, Vincent Company's got some serious pull power in terms of star, uh, you know, status. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Frank at Everton, right? You know, people want to play for Frank Lampard, even if he's a terrible coach. No, <laughs> <in fact>. I... <laughs> Let, let me just—he's he, not good, and, and here's why. Um, uh, you know, Rafa in the beginning of the season had them where 16th. Uh, Lampard finished the season where 16th. 16th. Uh, yeah, we, we we don't talk about Rafa around here. Okay, that that was uh, that was clearly a, a seriously uh, salary here, uh, a deep state ploy to uh, make sure that Everton went down. That's why they brought I, in uh, Rafa. I, been wanting to talk about Rafa, you won't let me because yeah. you're a fucking government censor. Yeah, we don't but talk we'll about Rafa. No, no. <laughs> I really think I really think we have a shot. Um, company has a name. I, I think Nathan Collins sticks around. I think Nathan Collins is the diamond in the rough. That he had a decent season. Yeah, he had he a did. really decent season. He did. Very good. Very, very good. I think he was named in the U21 um, team of the season uh, in all of Europe. Nice. Um, he's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, a rock is back and absolutely bawling his eyes out when we went down. Um, so I, I think he stays around because he doesn't have a release clause. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
they decided for Connor Roberts to stay around. I think he's the Welsh Cafu. Um, and, you know, uh, I think we can build off a base. I think Ben Mee resigned, J-Rod resigned, and I think J-Rod would be great in the championship. I think he's kind of done at the prem level. Um, Jack Cork in midfield just signed an extension, so that's great. And Vidra is apparently coming back um, for another year after his ACL is fixed. So, so there's some pieces there's some hope there and and new ownership here's the 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 key thing is that the new ownership it wasn't just like you know anybody took over and is not going to do anything no it's actual it's ownership that specifically bought this club with the purpose of growing this club you know and not just being the same old same old you know kind of hanging well, around collecting the check they want to make it a better well, club and you, you saw that with the signings of Cornet, yeah. with the signings of uh of vague horse also yeah. you got away from the kind of brexit mentality of the previous ownership yeah very true <laughs> where it no, was it, uh, did, and, and you know one of one of the board members is one of the founders of real salt lake right yep yep you know i mean they literally built a football club. Um, it bodes well. Yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah. Oh, all right, perfect. Uh, Brett, anything you want to plug? Is there are there any um, you know Burnley meetups, Burnley ways to people to kind of get in touch, you know, things like that. <laughs> all six of you can go to Brett's living room. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, my living room uh, in a month. We'll we'll do it there. No, um, uh, no scheduled meetups. Uh, we had a, a, an away in Baltimore. We were watching Norwich away, and that was uh, that was great. Um, I couldn't go, but I saw photos from it. North American Clarets, check it out, um, and uh, uh, find find us on find us on Twitter um, at Pay the Foot, and uh, I'll connect you to all the Burnley spaces and and uh, the good things there. Oh, and I'll just drop this: if you're into fantasy overthinking football uh check it out it's a little money ball and expected fantasy points um for fantasy premier league soccer fabulous that's pretty cool excellent thank you so much for joining us brad appreciate it brother you know what i think we should do for him what's that i think we should give him like four injury times for free uh-huh. So we can save his five dollars to buy ESPN Plus, so we can watch his team next season. <laughs> you get a month of ESPN Plus on us. Very good. Again, uh, Brett, thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. It's not. I know it's not the funnest thing to talk about uh, uh, your sides, you know, going down and stuff like that. I I know I would have hated to have to sit here and uh, reminisce about that today. So appreciate you being a good sport and talking about the club. Yeah, Cornet, the one that got away for sure. Um, and what could have been. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. All thanks. right, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Championship Corner! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, no. I'm going to claim that we tied 6 6 because I think I said that Nottingham Forest were coming up. Ah. Uh. Well, I was very, I was bullish on I am Forest winning as well. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, congratulations. Not Forrest. You're back. You are back in the Premier League after a over 20 year absence. <clears throat> um, Huddersfield, I think, could feel hard done. 
Uh, yeah, should have been two penalties in their <laughs> yeah. favor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, positively, there should have been two. 100%. John Moss in his final game mm-hmm. fucked it big time. And it's a championship game, so there's no VAR. So you and you look back at the replays, you're like, oh, that would have been a penalty. No, 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 no. There was VAR. Active. Oh, there was? And they, the second one wasn't yeah. even looked at. The first one was looked at and not overturned, which is absurd. Yeah. You know who wouldn't have got that wrong? Fucking Mike Dean. <laughs> okay? John Moss, <laughs> I'm glad you're retiring. But Mike Dean should have been in charge to have one final game. The most expensive game in football needed to be officiated by the world's best referee. And just walking, talking, highlight reel. It's the only referee you could say that about. Dino should have had this game. And I think it's an oversight by the FA. I I do love the the beauty of this game, right? The the richest game in in, in the world. You know, everything around it. Typically... Game shit. Oh, yeah. because it's game's a, almost well, always shit. That's like cup finals, just in yeah. general. Cup finals are normally crap because you want to win the cup. So they're yeah. cagey and mm-hmm. can't really get a rhythm going. And I mean, very rarely do you see like a five to two cup final, you know, yeah. unless it's City and Watford. But <laughs> I think that was seven nil, <laughs> actually. But the um, the my point, like you just don't get that because they're, they're playing so conservatively. Right. Uh, for any of you that are new to the show, uh, we take June off. But when we come back in July, we actually do a getting to know you segment. And mm-hmm. we do three different shows. And each one of those shows is spent with a supporter of the three teams that just got promoted. Yes. Uh, Fulham, I already know. Uh, I guess Jason and Brian have to have a fist fight to see who's going to do it. I was personally thinking we do a Zoom and have them both on. I say we fucking find somebody in Fulham in the north. <laughs> personally. Oh, well, Brian Brian is in the north and Jason's in the south. All right, let's go Fulham in the west. <laughs> Fulham in the west. Fifth. <laughs> yeah. Phew. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we need to. Uh, we're gonna uh, go ahead and find ourselves a Bournemouth person, which uh, has never proved to go well. But you know what? Last year, we never thought we were gonna find a Burnley person, and we found Brett. Yep, that's and true. Definitely found Brett. We fall ass backwards into a lot of great things. Yep. And uh, Nine and Forest, I look forward to definitely having somebody because there's an even bigger story about them this season. But I'd rather have a Nottingham Forest talk about it than us just it's cool they got there they won it they got promotion but how that season started is a completely different thing oh yeah big time and i would love i mean they they, not odds on but they were like one of the favorites to be in the bottom half of the table if not relegated yeah and i would i can't wait to listen to them uh to listen to a fan talk about that so um mel do we have any questions from the live feed tonight other than uh timmy talking about how poorly you um you uh (laughs) your performance uh, was yeah (laughs) Hey, you know what? I ha- leave me alone, y'all. <laughs> Tim said I can hear you. Uh, at least brilliant. you won't. Uh, Tim says at least you won't have to worry about Peacock. All your games will be on ESPN Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's for Brett. <laughs> that's yep. for Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, my ESPN Plus feed the entire time during the championship, reloading, spinning wheel the entire of fucking course. time. I mean, but if we really want to talk about Tim's honest feelings, uh-huh. it was uh, good riddance, Burnley, masquerading as a Premier League team for far <laughs> too long. Damn. Uh, uh, I, tell, I was bored of him, yeah. Burnley. I, I'm, 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 it got better when Sean Dice got fired. Yeah, I'm not, but, a, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you in that regards. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. It, it was and honestly. I mean, I have no qualms really with Burnley Football Club. It was mm. Sean Dice. Yeah, it was boring. I'm, I was sick of it. 
Yep. It was a cool story the season they went yeah, to the, the Europa League. The like Burnley all that, yeah. bingo, you got Burnley was a bit, you know. It, absolutely, yeah. but it was also it's now it's tiresome. Yeah. Does this mean we have to retire the "You've been Burnleyed" probably no. T-shirt, or should well, I change it maybe. to "Burnley got mm-hmm. Burnleyed"? Well, we got to see how they do yeah. what, what, what happens on their way back up. Uh, by the way, uh, everybody, quick shout out. This is only for um, Everton uh, club members that you can do this, but. Um, our boy Timmy has actually been nominated to be part of the um, the fan crew that actually makes decisions with the board, like fan representatives. And uh, Tim has been one of the nominees. So Tim in Australia, Tim. Yeah, yeah. That's Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. 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 That's listening listening to his pre work right now. Yeah, right, right now. now. <laughs> So, He's enjoying the live production. But if... Um, Probably has some shrimp on the barbie. <coughs> he's American. I know he's an American for fuck's sake. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> God damn it. I just wanted to say shrimp on the barbie. But um, for him. anybody that happens to be a member such as myself, I have already voted for Tim. But uh, if you're a, you're an official international member for uh, Everton, uh, make your voice heard. Timmy's one of our boys, man. And he's, he's he has created... Um, a fan club base in the North Pacific Northwest that he still runs today while also cr- helping create um, the fan base in Australia, particularly in Western Australia. He's done a great job. I see him setting up meetups and all that fun kind of stuff. And for me, if you're going to have someone that's a, 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 a supporter that's on that kind of a committee, this is exactly the guy I fucking want. Yeah, 100%. Graham. Tim has a very important correction for you. Okay. <laughs> prawns. They eat prawns. That's right. They do eat prawns. Head on, shrimp. Um, head on. And uh, if you were in Scotland, it would be langoustines. <laughs> what was that, Scott? Did you have that woman repeat 15 times? Lashag. 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 L-E-D-I-A-G. Lashag. You know what I, I got into it with a store the other day about? The What's that? Uh, owner of a store. I asked him, something happened, I don't remember what happened, how we got on the topic, but I said there's always one person that a heterosexual person would go gay for. Right. Minus Sean Connery. There you go. 100% end of story. And then he was like, no, there's no way. Not everybody does that. And I was like, hey, you, a female employee. I was like, who is it? And she was like, kind of like Lindsay Lohan, to be honest. And I was like, <laughs> fucking told you. Like, there's always yeah. one. Always one. I could listen to Sean Connery talk. All, well, not anymore, obviously. It's mm-hmm. a R.I.P. But uh, it's a great jacket trip. <laughs> Do they make them in men's sizes? <laughs> yes. Uh, I imagine him and Norm Macdonald yes. are doing that back and forth. Ha ha ha! Then the day is mine. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Below me. <laughs> <laughs> I go for a prawn now. <laughs> Actually. My little prawn standing at attention. All right. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yes, I do have parting words. And for these parting words, I'm going to need you to toast a country and an organization. Yeah, not a very good week for uh, France. No. Not even not a good week. Bad weekend. Really bad weekend. Here's your final shot of Malort. Why, why didn't they listen to our show? They would have listened to our, our Pitch Invasion show last week. They would have learned so much, and they would have known what to not do. Yeah, so France, UEFA, and specifically also Saint-Étienne supporters. Uh, Saint-Étienne was relegated 
their supporters storm the field. Usually, pitch invasion is reserved, reserved excuse me, for mm-hmm. celebrations. This one was an angry mob, literally, throwing flares down the tunnel, trying to attack their own players. Shoot, because shooting them down the tunnel. You could see them going it was down the horrible. I mean, that's a pissed off fans. Horrible. That's terrible. Absolutely deplorable scenes at St. Etienne. And that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I cannot believe that happened. I've never seen anything like that happen. That is absurd. Um, attacking your own players uh, because they got relegated. That's. I get the passion. I get the disappointment. I get the all that kind of stuff. Uh, good to, news, stewards in the video. Stewards on the scene immediately surrounded the, the visiting area, team. Yeah. The visiting team and got them the fuck off the pitch because they were you, all celebrating in the corner that they had just fucking won promotion. You could see the Saint Etienne players sprinting down the tunnel. Oh yeah, they which, saw the wave of people come also, on and they ran right off the pitch. Also, is not safe. Yeah, they're wearing metal studs. They get into that concrete floor walking out. If they're Bet you at least four players fell over. Yeah, as soon as they hit that that walkway, it's I, absolutely absurd I, to attack your own players. And then for the French government, the French police who pepper spray children. Uh, now, in the video I saw, two cops did come help the child. Yes. That, uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. Should have never fucking happened in the first no, place. No, and that wasn't that wasn't the first or uh, only child. No, before you sprayed. get to that one, I just want to say with the Saint Etienne, uh, I did enjoy watching all of them come running very aggressively, shooting the flares and everything, and then those cops suddenly had pepper spray, and you saw the entire crowd go, like going this way, and then you just went. Right, Right. almost like a cartoon, like like a whole line just turned and went the other way and just watched him run in the other direction. It's like a cartoon. That's funny. I was like, ah, look at oh, 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 you're being oh, oh, somebody's called you out on your bullshit. That's how you're doing now. And who, you know what else? Actually, you know what's nice about the French using the pepper spray uh, really quickly, uh, jumping to that. It goes Mm. with a really good uh, crepe mousse. No. Wow. Everyone says the French hate us, but they're trying to emulate us now, which yeah, is clearly imitation is the best form of flattery, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a silver lining. No. Okay? Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about pepper spraying children. Yeah. Anyway, besides that, the UEFA officials, the uh, the stadium officials at the Stade de France, um, apparently also Liverpool was not the only people jumping over fences. No, no. Madrid, Apparently, Madrid, Madrid was as yep. well, which nobody reported until yesterday, <clears throat> uh, which was ridiculous. But the the they have the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card, right. and that's blame fans. Right. right. And card-carrying, ticket-carrying supporters were left waiting until halftime in some cases to get right. in. Some never actually even got in. How much money... Did these people spend to buy a ticket to this game? Mm-hmm. How much money did they spend to get to France to put put themselves up in a hotel to eat food to visit this city and tour this country? Some of them <laughs> may have been the first time outside of Liverpool, mm-hmm. and or outside of Madrid for that matter. Mm-hmm. And you bottleneck everyone. You 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 make it an absolute fucking nightmare. <laughs> to get inside for what's supposed to be one of the happiest days of the year. Right. Something that you'll always remember. Right. And you get fucking pepper sprayed. Or even if you didn't, you're just meant you're just standing outside with a perfectly legitimate ticket trying to get trying in. Trying to get in, you can't. 
Yeah. I'd jump a fucking fence too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd absolutely jump a fucking fence. I'd headbutt a police officer, and I'd, I don't condone that, but I mm-hmm. would, and I'd fucking get in there. It's 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 absolutely fucking absurd that this happens this way, and it's it's all to do with UEFA because they don't want to pay the money mm-hmm. to hire proper people to 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 secure the venue to get checkpoints in place. You're supposed to nine hundred yards, I think I heard, is where your first check is supposed to be to avoid bottlenecks. Right, mm-hmm. right, and we all saw it. There was three fucking turnstiles. We saw the helicopter footage. Yep. Right. There was three turnstiles and 2,000 people waiting no, outside. And I was I was there farming t- active Twitter feeds and sharing it in our closed group. Yeah. Like, here's what's going on. <laughs> Drunkers United FC on seeing. Facebook again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking absurd. Liverpool fans are the worst. We'll say, Allow me so to say that. It's so easy to blame the Liverpool they're, fans. They're horrid. They are horrid. Wow. I know. Doesn't take much, does it? No. No. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I know the reason when we won the league in 1986, the reason why we didn't get to go play in Europe in 1987 was because in 1986, Liverpool fans started a riot that had all all of England banned from European play. Nice. (laughs) This is who they are. They are embarrassed by... They're uh, they're ashamed of everything and embarrassed by nothing. Well, you can't... can't they're they're the one they're the ones who leave fucking a, re- a a wake of damage whenever they do anything, especially when they won the league in the city of Liverpool. All that being said, I looked at a video of a father and his child holding real tickets up, being pepper sprayed in the face, mm-hmm. and I fucking hate Liverpool. And no one, no one should be pepper sprayed in the face for holding up a ticket trying to get into a building that they've paid to get into. Well, I told, you, I told you a story earlier. Andy Robertson gave one of his, his childhood friend a ticket. Yeah. Andy Robertson, the left back for Liverpool Football Club, mm-hmm. gave a obviously very real ticket that he would conceivably have access to right. to his friend to get into the game to see it, and he was turned away. That made of his for having a quote fake ticket, and it's UEFA not wanting to pay the money for proper <laughs> security for for people that know what the fuck they're doing, proper stewards, and UEFA for allowing it to happen. And then to lie, but just in general, and then to lie to have in the, the yeah. there was no to, talk. Today, today there was they no said talk. it was thirty to forty thousand fake tickets. There was no talk of fan rioting. Mm-hmm. People were jumping fences. That's it. Not I, get, I get you have to control the crowd. Hey, hey, hey. But there you have were the pepper fence spray, jumpers on kids. both sides. On both sides. <laughs> but you did, there were, though. But you also don't have the pepper spray fucking kids. No. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that. there's a difference there. I get you have to control the crowd, but, you, like, you created the situation where the crowd was uncontrollable. No, there's right. a video. There was no writing. There was no fighting. There was no reports of any of that shit. None of it. There's a video of a dude, like, a good 10 feet, not even at the gate, waving his ticket and then you see the French police officer and she just looks over at him and goes shh and sprays him in the face it's absurd you know what you know what makes me really sad about it and we go on and on about it we love this game and we're going to come back and do it again next season we're going to do this that the other it's it is it's the beautiful game it is the most simplistic beautiful gorgeous sport on the planet in my opinion but sometimes It ain't so pretty. No, no. 
No. And sa- Saturday was supposed to be a celebration. It just made me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just yeah. made me sad. It was, was, and I'm sitting in my house in Baltimore, um, on the couch with my oldest daughter, uh, watching the game, just sitting there excited. It's on CBS. This is going to be yeah. great. And you know what the fucking spectacle was? This. Yeah. 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 It's on network TV. It's on it network got TV for an hour. It's got eyes because there's nothing else there on. Nothing, they bumped the golf for there's it. There's nothing else on. There's eyes on this game. And they fucked it off. And it drives me absolutely um, fucking insane. And UEFA is completely to blame. The French government, the French police are completely to blame. Yep. And the, the the people that run the Stade de France are completely to blame. And they're shifting it to the fans, and that's bullshit. Yep. For so, once, there was no riot. For all the shit that's happened with Liverpool yeah. Football Club, which is right, they aren't the greatest supporters in yeah, the world sometimes. They're fucking dicks. Yeah, but... I also don't think you can hold this group accountable for something that happened 40 right. years ago. You we'll say that also. Uh, you know what I'll hold against them? Uh, trashing the entire Liverpool Square when they won they've the... Done a lot like, of fuck, they've done a lot of fucked up stuff. I'm not saying that. Winning the, but you know what didn't title. happen this time? They didn't, they didn't fuck up. They didn't no. riot. They, they didn't, didn't make a mistake. Up. There was no problem. Oh. There was no problem. They were there in plenty of time. Yep. They were in good spirits. People talking about waiting outside three, four hours. Yeah, yeah. but they were ha- and they were happy to do it because they all thought they were getting into the game. It's it's so fucking it's just it's more and more and more and more of the powers that be and the corporate bullshit taken away from the people that have been supporting clubs their entire mm-hmm. fucking lives. Um and it sucks. And so, I fucking hate it. So my shot is that unfortunately, because uh, it's a shitty ass shot and it's my fourth one, um, is towards um just the overall impression of football here in the United States. Is that game, unfortunately, put us in a scenario in which we now find ourselves still be considering orange slices at halftime and fucking, you know, oh, they flop and they roll around on the ground. Oh, and by the way, their fans are uncontrollable and they fucking riot all the time and doesn't deserve it. It's not fair. That should have been that should have been two of the best clubs in the world playing a game of football. You know, that's. And it should have been should have been a celebration that uh, that I'm sorry, Sir Alex, that Carlo Ancelotti is the best fucking manager to ever fucking manage uh, the game. Well, tune into Injury Time <laughs> to hear I, my thoughts on that. I see you want a little taste of that bullshit well, too, I'm, because I am gonna have it because if we're gonna toast the French government, might as well do it together. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's to UEFA. Here's to the French government. Good, good job, good job, France. Good, good, good weekend. Ah, mm. rant over. Ooh, that fourth one went down a little harder than the other you three. You know my uh, my Villa Chicago club does yeah. this in celebration. That's a victory shot. I know. Well, because because they're from <laughs> Chicago and they're a little bit wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I that's one thing that we've never done whenever we go to visit your uncle is go hang out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I would love it because I go hang out in Chicago and people are like, oh, let me buy you a shot. Be like, it's my lord. Yeah, I'll do it. Or, or just throw it back and be like, oh, yeah, I've had my Lord before, oh, yeah, by the I way. Could, I could absolutely do it with a straight face and just stare at him and go, what else you got? Be like, I'd just look at him and go be like, got an old style chaser? Oh, <laughs> uh, old style. Got an old style chaser there, fucker? Let's do this shit. I'd be like, where does Fiona live? Yeah. <laughs> I could be that, Jimmy. <laughs> that is definitely a conversation for uh, injury Ooh, time. And how does one get to injury time, well, Jimmy? Well, patreon.com backslash do your football show and sign up to that one huge, brilliant, beautiful $5 tier. Uh, it is fully policed stadium 
authority is is on it. All you have to do is pay your five bucks, you get right in. Not an Excellent. issue. Excellent. It get really right is a lot of fun. In. And uh, we have a good time. You're for, missing out on all the all the jokes, all the jokes. For uh, music lovers, I'm in the uh, m- process. Middle of the process. Very good. Thank you for the words. Not quite Mr. in the middle yet. Yeah, you only did seventeen of them. You said. I did uh, twelve of them. Well, uh, I'm worse. actually doing <laughs> even further um, from the middle. My my, uh, <laughs> my hundred favorite songs. I'm doing little uh, three to five minute bits, and uh, those are on Patreon as well. For and the I can't thank summer. you enough for doing that because it gave me an extra two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do. You don't have to do a marathon show where you look at me and go. I have to go. Fuck you. (laughs) My wife is going to divorce me. Till July, everybody. See ya. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking gooner grab. Snow the Lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.